Hello and welcome to A Slice in Time with me, Linda, the host of Woodlands, What I Didn't Learn in Medical School, a platform for discussing topics that are typically not taught, glossed over, or approached from the wrong angles in medicine and public discourse. Don't forget to follow me at Woodlands on social media and to check out the show notes and other good stuff on my website, lindadoes.com. As a disclaimer, what I'm talking about in this episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The topic for this week is Intuitive Eating 101, and this is because I have mentioned it in at least two to three episodes before, as well as in conjunction with Health at Every Size, and so I thought it would be important for me to have some sort of explanation for what I mean when I talk about intuitive eating, as I'm sure I'll do it again in the future. I'll basically talk about the 10 principles of intuitive eating. This is just a bit of a summary. There is a lot of work that needs to go into it. And typically patients would do this with a dietitian or perhaps an eating disorder specialist. But I think that even in primary care and other sectors of healthcare, there definitely is room for applying and coaching people about some of these intuitive eating principles as part of talking about nutrition in general. As a concept, I'm sure that intuitive eating has been around for a while. However, there are two women, Evelyn Tripoli and Elise Resch, who sort of get credit for coining the term. They wrote the first intuitive eating book in the 1990s and it's recently come out in its fourth edition. I've read the third edition and honestly, it's a great book. They set out the framework of intuitive eating and also present research. They essentially came up with this based on their practice as dietitians in the United States. Just to say as well, although I think that the intuitive eating principles definitely can apply to anyone, keep in mind that perhaps the people that they describe and that they've seen in the book do not represent the most diverse group. And you can find out more about intuitive eating on intuitiveeating.org. Org. There's a tab at the top where it says resources where you can find a summary of the 10 principles as well as research to support the use of intuitive eating as opposed to, for example, restrictive dieting and other forms of eating. Essentially, it's an alternative to dieting. So let's just go ahead and get started then. The first principle of intuitive eating is to reject the diet mentality. So essentially you need to let go of the dieting mindset that is so common. We're always told to be dieting in one way or another and to be earning our food, compensating for when we quote unquote overeat and so on. So you need to reject the diet mentality. That is one of the first steps. The second principle is to honour your hunger. So that is to be aware of your hunger cues. Both your biological, so kind of having, you know, growling stomach and feeling that sensation of hunger in your throat or wherever you're feeling it, which tells you that you should probably eat if you haven't eaten in a while. But also being aware of emotional eating and, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't eat if you're not biologically hungry. It's about knowing and honouring your hunger and your appetite. You also need to be eating regularly so that you don't end up going for long periods of time without food, feeling ravenous and overeating to the point of uncomfortable fullness. The third principle is make peace with food, which is quite self-explanatory, but it's about not grouping foods as good or bad as such. 
the fourth principle of intuitive eating is to challenge the food police. And what that means is to challenge that little voice in your head that keeps telling you that you are bad because you have not followed your diet or you let yourself go and you need to get back on track. And it's about being aware of that voice and challenging it and honoring other healthier voices in your head. The fifth principle is to discover the satisfaction factor which sounds very catchy and it's basically about learning to appreciate food again, appreciating the taste and texture of, for example, a chocolate brownie, but also of a nice, ripe, juicy peach, for example. And it's about eating food and enjoying it. The sixth principle is to feel your fullness. That can be quite a tricky one, but it's being aware of, you know, when you feel like you've eaten enough, and that's about what the right amount is for you and there's too much to go into in the short summary but definitely check out more if you're interested after listening to this episode. The seventh principle is to cope with your emotions with kindness. Of course people don't eat in a quote-unquote perfect way but people tend to expect of themselves that they should be doing that and so for example the food police voice might tell you that you've been bad for having cake when you were at a birthday party or even just at home doing nothing and you feel like you shouldn't have been doing that because in fact you should have gone to the gym instead or something like that and um, it's about being aware of these feelings and being kind to yourself even if you overeat or eat when you're bored and not actually hungry and then you end up feeling quite uncomfortably full and you feel like you've failed, it's about being kind and compassionate towards yourself. The eighth principle is to respect your body and that is really about stopping comparing yourself to others and it's about making peace and accepting what you look like and I'm a big advocate for self-acceptance and body acceptance. I definitely think it would be great and ideal if we could all promote and have self-love as our goal but for most people there is quite um, an ingrained hate and struggle. Demanding people to love themselves might be a step too far to ask initially so it's just about accepting what you have and not trying to work against the way that your body is naturally trying to be. The ninth principle is about movement. Doing exercise but in a way that you know that you enjoy, that feels good and doing it in a way that's detached from a compensatory mechanism from eating. And then the last principle is gentle nutrition to honour your health. I know that some people might think that intuitive eating sounds whack so being like you know eat whatever you want even if you want to have like chocolate cake and if that's what you're craving you should have it and people are like oh my god that is horrendous like you would get super high cholesterol levels you would gain lots of weight and that would be the ultimate failure right there is a space for eating quote-unquote healthily and thinking about the nutritional value of food as well as part of intuitive eating Gentle nutrition is the last principle and that's what I mentioned I think in um, uh, episode 5, the last one with Hannah, where we talked about weight management, which I would recommend for you to go and listen to if you haven't already. Nutrition is important and it's important to eat well and fuel our body and nourish our bodies, but we need to work through most of the other principles first of all. And when I say we, you know, that can be you personally or of course your patients, people you see, people you work with. And once you have made peace with food, it will feel easier to eat well and you will find that naturally your body will crave the quote-unquote right foods 
um so you know vegetables fruits as opposed to just craving chocolate all the time if you give in and let yourself have chocolate I talk a lot about chocolate because I personally love chocolate and that was one of those foods that I didn't use to let myself have but now that I let myself have it I'm like "Hmm, it's fine I don't crave it all the time I don't eat it all the time so that's why gentle nutrition comes in once you are comfortable in your relationship with your with food or your body with food and your body sorry and of course you might be working on different principles and taking it one step at a time with your patients um, and you might have little relapses and that's totally fine but ultimately research also shows that intuitive eating is the way to eat for long-term health really both physical and mental So in summary, I think that a lot of people typically think that intuitive eating sounds like just eating whatever you want and like it's really bad for your health. And then on the other spectrum, people kind of take it too religiously and they're like, I can only eat if I'm hungry and I must stop immediately when I'm full. But it's more subtle than that. It's more about being mindful when you eat and knowing how food makes you feel, what foods you like, what foods are good for you, what foods are maybe less good for your health, but still totally fine to eat. And so it's more of a framework than a set of rules. It's definitely super interesting. It's a different approach to what we're typically taught. And uh, yeah, worth checking out. There also are some really good podcasts that I will link in the show notes. For example, Food Psych with Christy Harrison and Don't Salt My Game. And just to recap then, I'll just list all the principles. And again, you can go and find these on the Intuitive Eating website. So one, reject the diet mentality. Two, honor your hunger. Three, make peace with food. Four, challenge the food police. Five, discover the satisfaction factor. Six, feel your fullness. Seven, cope with your emotions with kindness and compassion, I would add. Eight, respect your body. Nine, movement. And finally, ten, honor your health with gentle nutrition. In summary, I think intuitive eating is something that is really important for us to know about because many people in society have issues with their eating and food habits just because of the environment that we're in. It's very conducive to eating in a non-mindful way, in a way that's not nourishing us and that's not leaving us satisfied. We know that diets don't work and intuitive eating is a great alternative. If you're interested in hearing more, I would strongly recommend that you go and listen to episode 5, where Hannah and I spoke about weight management, as well as read the show notes for that. You may also wish to refer back to episode 4, where I spoke about how important it is to make sustainable behaviour changes, because otherwise they just won't last, and intuitive eating again fits in with that. So I hope that intuitive eating is a little bit more clear to you. There is a lot more to be said about it, so definitely go check out the show notes and explore a bit more. Please do share this podcast episode or podcast in general with friends and family or people that you think might enjoy it. It's quite hard to market a podcast, so I would really appreciate word of mouth helping me to spread it. And definitely follow me at Woodlimbs on Instagram. And I'll see you next week on Sunday for a longer podcast interview. Thanks for listening.